1: Well, if you're really so determined to have a fight,
2: then I'll oblige.
3: Hello, hello, hello there, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, food followers everywhere around the world. Welcome to the Kung Fu Movie Guide podcast with your host, Ben Johnson that is me. Thank you so much for tuning in. Speaking to you from London, here in the UK, this is episode 75 of the podcast, season six, and we had a little break there, you may have noticed. The previous episode with Brad Martin went out in July, end of July, and we are now on the 1st of November 2021. Thank you so much for your patience It was originally just a a summer break, but it did uh, extend a little bit longer. But listen, it's great to be back. I've been recording quite a few conversations over the last few weeks, and the plan is to just release those over the coming weeks and months as we lead up to, of course, our annual end-of-year show featuring your friend and mine, Mike Fury. Discussions have taken place, I can confirm, A list has already been made up of a lot of the big fight films that have been released so far this year. So prep is underway for our end-of-year show. It's always tricky to whittle that list down to our personal top fives of the year. And particularly this year, it's been a very strong year for martial arts movies. So that is in the pipeline, you'll be pleased to know. On to today's episode, and today we have a double header for you, featuring not one but two great conversations all about the release of a new Scott Adkins movie. The film is called One Shot. One Shot is released in cinemas and on demand in the USA this Friday, that's the 5th of November, courtesy of Screen Media Films. One Shot stars Scott Adkins, Ryan Philippe, and Ashley Green Corey. I was sent a screener of this movie a good couple of weeks back and I was really taken with it. It's a very impressive indie action movie that plays out in real time in one continuous take. As soon as I saw this movie, I immediately wanted to know how on earth this got made. I'm always fascinated by the technical aspects, particularly with one-shot films. So it's a very incredible achievement, particularly considering the budget limitations and obviously the limited time that they had to shoot this movie. So the film is set on an island prison and it follows an elite team of Navy SEALs led by friend of the show, Scott Adkins, and they are there to help extract one of the detainees on the island until insurgents break through, led by the MMA fighter Jess Leodin. And they invade the island and, of course, carnage ensues. It's not a kung fu movie by any stretch of the imagination, so the name of this podcast doesn't necessarily apply to One Shot. One Shot is more of a military action movie, I would say. There's lots of gunfights and explosions, but of course, it is still a Scott Adkins movie, so it does break occasionally for the odd fist fight, one of which is with the martial artist, stunt performer and actor Lee Charles. You will hear from Lee a little bit later on, on today's show, talking about his experiences making One Shot, but also his incredible journey in action movies, which has seen him work with Scott Adkins on films including Green Street 3, Eliminators, Accident Man and Avengement. Lee has also trained extensively with Benny the Jet Okides, who has also appeared on this podcast. Lee has fought on screen with the likes of Dave Bautista in Final Score. And he had that wonderfully violent fight scene with Chopin Dirisu in Gangs of London co-created by The Raid director Gareth Evans, of course. Lee played Len the Butcher. I think anyone who watched Gangs of London will know of Lee's character. is certainly a very memorable sequence, to say the least. But before I throw over to my conversation with Lee... I also had a chat with the director of One Shot, James Nunn. Regular listeners of this show might recall that I first had a chat with James back in 2017 on episode 14 of this podcast. I'll be sure to put a link. ...to that episode in the podcast description for this show. One Shot sees James reunite with Scott Adkins. The two work together on 2013's Green Street 3 and also 2016's Eliminators. James is immensely proud of One Shot and he has every right to be. It really is an amazing achievement. For listeners here in the UK, the release details of One Shot are still under wraps as I'm talking to you now... But as soon as we do find out, we will, of course, be posting that information all over our social media channels. So you can keep up to date with all the latest martial arts movie news, reviews and information about this podcast by following the Kung Fu Movie Guide on Twitter at KF Movie Guide. We are also on Instagram and Facebook at Kung Fu Movie Guide. Okay, that is all from me for the moment. I will be back shortly to introduce my chat with Lee Charles, but before that, let's catch up now with the director of One Shot, James Nunn. You will hear my chat with James after this short clip from the trailer of One Shot.
2: And Sir arrived 10 days ago. Are
0: we the only ones out
2: here? Just us, and I guess.
0: In Europe, has been trying to build a dirty bomb. We traced it to DC. The detainees that come here do not depart until we've properly vetted. Are you a mean man, Smith? <laughs> that has been a terrible mistake. We screw up and
1: one of these guys hurts the homeland, it's all over CNN.
3: Uh, something's not right. On me. So let's bring people up to speed with one shot. So your new movie. When did you think about doing this idea, this concept, this this uh, this crazy idea?
1: <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, well, firstly, thanks for having me back, Ben. Um, yeah. Big fan, as always, and really enjoyed the last conversation we had. We may have even talked about it. I may have talked about it with you as my, like, top secret Scott project.
3: Yes. I actually
1: came up with it. The idea for it when we wrapped Eliminators and we were at the pub um,
3: where all the best ideas happen
1: happen, uh, (laughs) and I pitched this idea to the producers and just said look I want to capitalise on my abilities as a very technical director (coughs) Scott's abilities as the greatest on screen fire and find a project that showcases both of those elements Mm -hmm. they went well what what is that project what does that look like and I said well you know from doing Eliminators there's the cable car fight which is I think probably about 90 seconds long and I was like why don't you just do an entire movie in one shot where Scott is just kicking the hell out of everyone we watch him get physically drained physically tired Um, and they went okay so you're talking about like a martial arts movie in one shot I'm like yep yeah and then they're like that's brilliant impossible but brilliant I go yeah. okay and they go well come right here and um, so I wrote this idea for a very comic booky sort of um, martial arts one shot movie on a prison island where this elite team of seals go in but they lose their weapons immediately and it was kind of like inside a prison uh, It was it was way more comic booky it had like it was still a prison island, but it was like cannibal field. And uh, okay. they were like, the pr- the prisoners had killed all the guards yeah. and they were just dominating this island. And uh, yeah, that's what I came up with. And everyone, they loved it and Scott loved it and wanted to do it and was really into it. And we I s- sort of sold it to a company and they tried to make it work with s- for certain actors, always for Scott as the lead, yeah. but um, tried to make it work with like, equal kind of pairing of villain level wise and we just could never like there's one there was one particular action star who was keen on it but just didn't want to do the one shot conceit like was like just make this a normal movie and I didn't want to do that so they fell away and then when they fell away the movie ended up just getting locked at this particular company that owned the rights and they said no one wants to do like we can't make it work with the events that we need and stuff so I just had to kind of forget about it, and then, and then in that interim, Birdman, Birdman come out was phenomenal success. Yeah. And 1917 come out was phenomenal success. When 1917 came out, the the name of the lead actor was Blake, um, whatever, and the name of Scott's character in my one shot was always Blake Harris. How funny! And i was like, oh my god, like even the leads called the effing same yeah. name. So um, I changed that. Eight carries for one shot.
3: Nineteen Seventeen is a wonderful film and a great one take film example. But did your heart sink a little bit when it came out? Did you think, "Oh shit, that's the that was our that was our idea"?
1: It did. It yes and no because the, the idea yeah. wasn't the same. You know, they're much bigger production value, much bigger scope, a lot of wides. Whereas I was I was very in, intent on making mine sort of very intimate, very close, very mm-hmm. you know, feel kind of much more handheld, less yep. slick. The one thing that 1917 had, off the bat, was this nostalgia of war that um, everybody could relate to or understand. So, the, the fact that the genre itself was World War, like, did a lot of the hard work just off the bat of our, our collective consciousness of what yeah. war is, and that was always missing with my like cannibal version because it was so unrelatable and fantastical that I think it was a, a stretch for people to kind of um, just immediately be into because they kind of had yeah. to get past the world to then enjoy the movie. Yeah. And what happened was I ended up, that company that owned the script ended up kind of folding under and I knew someone that worked there and I said, can you get my script out there? And they went, yeah, I think so. And they, managed to get it back for me so managed to get it back to a different company and they went this is brilliant why has no one made this
3: yeah
1: and i was like i know yeah (laughs) and then they um they went well we we want to make it but we got one big no which is we want to ground it more in reality we we it's too comic book it's too fantastical and we think it should be and i said okay yeah totally agree with you and they thought it was just a very tiny rewrite but i'm like guys like this other script has got cannibals in it on page 15 like and then there's a whole like there's no way this is we need to
3: workshop this (laughs) yeah like
1: this one this is a page one rewrite yeah they go how long will that take and me and the writer discussed it and we um came up with a plan for like how to do the rewrite and my my writer was very quick guy called jamie russell and he did a great job whilst he was writing it me and the producer Uh, put feelers out for an actual location and then we found a location before jamie had finished writing so we took jamie to the location and then we re we were like rewriting the script around the location
3: is there anyone other than scott that would have gone along with such a crazy idea
1: (laughs) do you know what i think I think people would because it, it's a challenge. And yeah. what I do think actors like... He loves a
3: challenge though, doesn't he? And yeah. you can tell even from his... Particularly over the last four or five years, the types of roles that he's agreed to do, is it's a bit off the beaten track for him, isn't it? They are experimental in a way. And I do think Scott is someone who does, does like to put in the work and he's up for the challenge.
1: Let's try and phrase it a different way because I... I think there's hundreds of actors that would have loved to have done the scott role
3: okay yeah
1: but scott is the only person that could have done the role
3: yeah (laughs) yeah
1: so it's it's it was written for scott i don't know who you would get that would be able to do it wouldn't be this movie that we've ended up with yeah you maybe you could do it with keanu reeves but what you what you need is or um maybe because it's not a just a, a kung fu movie it's a fight no. movie, yeah, yeah but it's a military movie and it's guns yeah. as well you know really fighting wise you know and i'm interested to see what the scott fans are going to think because it's not super fighty
3: no uh, there's a couple no. of
1: big fights for sure which i hope that they're going to land but like it's action in a different um way yeah and you to do fights like this in one camera in single takes you need quick fires. You just, you just need the level of fighter and athlete that one can do it very quickly because otherwise it gets boring and it looks staged and two can land a punch on a cheek without actually connecting And and you just don't, those, those people are few and far between and Scott is the king of that. So um, if we hadn't had Scott, it it would be a different movie you know it it would be a good movie like I'm sure but it wouldn't have that
3: that yeah and and you are making an action film it's an impressive feat technically but the action still got to deliver hasn't it
1: yeah it it, it, well it's the crux of the whole thing the action has to deliver and the drama has to deliver yeah because you can't hide anywhere on it you can't cut things to speed it up you can't um you can't manipulate these things. <laughs> you can't change a take. You can't change a performance. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's it was uh, the ultimate challenge in that regard of, like, having to deliver on the day. And in a weird way, it keeps everyone a lot sharper
3: because
1: yeah. no one wants to fuck up. Yeah. So it's like you're actually putting this huge weight of responsibility on everyone, all departments. And yeah. in a weird way, you... Trump, i have to try i have to relinquish some trust you know and really hand over it to the actors and 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 everyone and go like guys i can't fix this if you yeah. fuck up like this is all you now like we are yeah. going to film this shot this scene's going to go on for 12 minutes da-da-da-da-da. if one of you mess up your line, like you're gonna have to look at that person you're gonna have to look at all these people and apologize because we messed up your line
3: yeah uh, it really but you're really... working. You've got Tim Mann on board in this movie. Uh, Lee Charles as well. I know uh, you've worked with before. Jess is Jess is great in this. What a fantastic role for for him as the as the villain. You work with these guys though, so I guess you know you you have that shorthand with them. You sort of know what to expect working with them. Is that fair to say?
1: Yeah, very fair to yeah. say. And I don't think. Um... Jess was like the new one to the fold on this. Yeah. Way. Like, you know, I've been making these sort of action movies and stuff in the UK now for 10 years as a director. But then before that, as an AD, kind of got to know people. And as you say, like Lee Charles, I think Lee Charles' first movie was Green Street 3. Yeah. Um, we've stayed very loyal to Lee because, you know, he came down and volunteered to get kicked in the head. And it was yeah. like, okay, really want? Fine. We can't cut away to sell a punch. So the punches have to nearly land. They have yeah. to nearly connect and you need to trust each other to do that and so lee we knew lee i knew was going to be um fine with him and scott whereas jess was the new was a wild card in terms of hadn't worked with jess now he's i know his background is ufc and whatever so you know he's a fighter at heart you know he he's a
3: scary looking guy as well yeah, he's an intense guy.
1: Yeah. He's a scary guy, yeah. but, and he's real deal. You know, he can take a punch if you. You yeah. know, he can give a punch if he wants. Um, and that's not what we encourage. We're not trying to make people fight for real. But like, you, if you just took an actor straight out of drama school and said, right now, go and fight one of the greatest on-screen fighters in the world, they they wouldn't know what to do. You know, whereas yeah. at least Jess comes from a world where he gets punch. He's been punched for for a paycheck. So yeah.
3: Uh,
1: but compliments suggests because. Jet Scott actually put forward Jess. Um, I'm always about trying to find someone interesting and new and it doesn't bring a lot of baggage to things. Yeah. Especially because yeah. we don't need that because we've got Scott, we've got Ryan Felipe, we've got... But it's always difficult because sometimes with the fight guys, they're amazing at the fight stuff but you don't always get the same level of drama. Um, so the the search was on. You know, do I find an actor who's going to bring me you know the Hans Gruber or do I find but not fighting, I find, a fighter who just has this amazing acting ability and you know that was the hardest role to cast we asked Jess to do a tape Jess did a tape in Um, the dialect of the character as it was written. But then his ID card, his IDs at front and end And when he was telling us a bit about himself, he was more in his sort of natural French. And I said, I love this guy, but I don't... I want to do it in his natural... I want him to do it in the French. I don't want this uh, hybrid of whatever. So we asked him to redo it again in in more of a natural tongue, like a French-Algerian, which he did. This guy's incredible. That must
3: have been... Quite tricky, I would imagine, to move from intense action scenes to then bring the camera in for close ups and really dramatic moments. I mean, it's quite demanding of the actors, but that must have been quite challenging, I would imagine.
1: Yeah, 100%. I've always had a bit of an, and this is going to, I don't want it to sound arrogant, but I, there's like, even if you watch Green Street 3, there's sort of like, that movie shouldn't really work. (laughs) yeah (laughs) like yeah there's this really weird hybrid of all different movies in that movie yeah yeah and we go from romance to fighting to like a league table to yeah yeah like training montages to and and for some reason maybe just because i knew it really well and i was so passionate about it i was able to make the bridges that audiences could just watch it and enjoy it and be like this is yeah what it is and I kind of think one shot's the same like I, don't, I didn't overthink getting from one scene to another, but I knew the material so well and I knew what characters had to do in different moments to then be able to like get us to that next scene and it not feel too disjointed yeah that it was it's kind of I suppose just through age and experience and doing it quite a few times now to kind of go, oh okay well I now I know how to get into that. <laughs>
3: How long did you say you had to film this? Uh 20 days. Wow, okay, okay. So 20 days is not it's not very long that is it. So what were the main challenges did you find James in doing a film like this in that time?
1: The weather is the worst. Ah. Because yeah. You, the continuity of the weather has to remain constant. You yeah. can't you can't pop from clouds overcast into sun. And then the other problem you have with if there is sun is the sun is constantly moving, so the shadows are changing. Of course. You then make a a very seamless cut. You you might not know what happened, but something in your brain would go, that's weird, because yeah. the shadows would have gone from like one side of the face to the other and things like that. Yeah. And honestly, If you're making this kind of movie, you could not just turn up on the day, come up with the way you're going to do that shot and then leave the end of that day and not be worried because you can't change anything. So you'd have to, you have to do this process where you kind of, you kind of make the movie in like a really bare bones form before you make the movie so that you know, you're not going to, because, there's this other kind of anecdote I've been telling people where like on a normal movie, when you shoot, like you might get 40 setups in a day, you know, close up, think close up with the gun, close up with the bullets, etc. And you might go home at the end of the day, go to bed and be like, Oh damn, like I forgot to get that over the shoulder with down the barrel. Yeah. The Whereas oh, yeah. on this, you'd go home at the end of the day and you'd be like, well, we could never shoot that again.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: So you kind of have yeah. this, like almost closure about it all, where you're like, I'm just always driving towards the next day because I'm I'm not I can't look back and correct anything because we just don't have the schedule time or budget to reshoot. Yeah. It.
3: For, from an acting perspective, I guess this would have been quite unique for a lot, a lot of the actors probably never shot in this way either. I'm assuming.
1: Yeah. No. No one had. No one. Yeah. <laughs> Even I. Not a lot, I hadn't. Yeah. Um, they hadn't, everyone was up for it. Everyone was up for the challenge.
3: Yeah, it was a good atmosphere on set then. I mean, everyone was they really happened. into it. Yeah, great. Yeah, great.
1: everyone was up for it because it was like being back at school again because you, you yeah. have to really learn how to do every aspect of filmmaking again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, we, it was, I remember Ryan Philippe came in on his first day and he was like, oh, I want you to do this. And he's like, I don't know, James, I've never done a one-shot movie before. Yeah. You know, and I look around at everyone and we're all like, none of us have.
3: So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: What's difficult actually is the choice when you come when because you, you have to pick your take at the end of the day because you have to know what you're going into the next day to yeah. to be as seamless as possible. Really, yeah. you need to kind of and and um, the the most frustrating thing is, let's say you do get twenty takes of something. Now the first nine are probably shit because everyone's trying to do it in time. Oh, yeah but then around take 14 scott might give his best performance and then on take 15 ashley might give her best performance yeah and then on take 16 they don't give their best performance but they give they give what is comparatively their best with each other performance
3: yeah yeah and then,
1: but then you, and then but then at the beginning of take 16 one of the actors at the beginning Cough when they yeah, sneezes. <laughs> yeah, just have this. You just have this like law of averages, you know. And there are some tapes that got that that didn't make the movie where Scott or Ashley might have done something absolutely incredible, but the law of averages across that twelve-minute take meant well. I've had to go with that one because that's the one where yeah. everyone is consistent, and um, those were the kind of difficult decisions that you'd have to just be confident in, like. No, you know what? The movie, this is at this point in the movie, it's all about Ashley. So we're going with Ashley's best take. Or this yeah. part of the movie, it's all about Scott. So we're going with Scott's best take. And yeah. those were the difficulties.
3: You're a fan of it, James? You're I'm happy very, with how it turned out.
1: Yeah. I'm over the moon with it. It's the yeah. proudest achievement in film today. Yeah. Um, and not just because it was sort of like something I. Like, originated with me six years ago and has been like six year battle of back and forward and it really has been like you know a battle with there are there are there are people that have seen the whole six years and just been like I can't believe you just hang on you know because half of it is just crawling through the shit to like yeah get to the Andy Dufresne you know like get to the other side and um so I'm really proud of myself for one for a few things which is you know that and then also I'm proud of what we achieved on the set with the the, the wonderful cast and crew absolutely brought their a game. Um, everybody worked really, really super hard to deliver this. There was no sort of bad eggs. And I just really wanted to find the audience it deserves because I, I do think it's better than the sum of its parts. And I do think like, you know, if, if the right people see it, it could really do well for not just me, but the entire crew and, and hopefully Scott as well, because Scott's having a bit of a day at the moment, you know, with regards to, uh, was it night shift or day shift and, uh, John wick. And like, we all just want Scott to end up having his own Marvel or having something, you know, really big of his own and not, not straight to, to, you know, DTV as it were. And, I really would love this movie to break through that. I'd really love for this movie to land and kind of put us over, if you know what I mean.
3: You're doing a shark movie at the moment. Is that right? Or is that done? Is that done?
1: Well, yeah, I actually shot the shark movie before I shot one shot Uh, a year ago. This week, actually I was shooting that movie you're talking about. It's called jet ski. It's a shark movie jet ski. Yeah. Shot in Malta a year ago. And it's been in um, VFX post, because it's it's heavily VFX sharp, obviously. Uh, And it's got five more weeks. We actually will have locked and wrapped everything sort of early December. And that, I imagine, will come out next summer. But I haven't heard any uh, specifics on the release.
3: And the dream, I guess, James, is to still, you know, always be... Working in different genre, working in, in bigger budgets, is that the, the dream then, is it?
1: I'd say so. Like, really, I like the genre. I think I probably sit quite well in the thriller, yeah. action genre. That's kind of like my, where my taste defaults. Yeah. Um, I would love bigger budgets, bigger actors, bigger toys. You know, I really want to see these movies on the side of a bus. Yeah. Um, you know, I really got into this because i wanted to make jurassic park or you know um yeah. collateral or heat or, yeah you yeah. know so those are kind of the amb- that's the ambition level of of where i want to be and hopefully um it's just the, the steps you know to get there yeah uh, so no pre- pretty pretty good right now but I, I'm, I'm just so excited for the release
3: it's getting good feedback from what i gather i mean you're hearing good things about it
1: yeah very much so i mean uh, not you're one of the first people I've kind of spoke to that's seen uh, from this kind of outlet point of view yeah 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 wise yeah it's been it's interesting because on my previous movies you know you see people and they go oh yeah that's good good work like and they just they like the movie but no one reaches out to go that was great whereas as soon as this was locked and finished you know a couple of months you know two weeks a month ago whatever in a week I was getting like calls from Hollywood that are like this is really, really good. Like, good. It's, it's, it feels very different to me right now. This yeah. the response that it's getting, and I'm excited yeah. about it. And I just hope that the right audience finds it and it gets pushed yeah. in the right way so that it can sort of do the what I career-wise.
3: Best of luck with the the release, James. I really enjoyed the movie. So uh, yeah, best of luck, and I really look forward to whatever whatever it is you're doing next. Okay, I'll let you go. You have a good day.
1: All right. You too. Have a nice day. <laughs>
3: James Nunn there wonderful to catch up with James always a pleasure big fan of James and his work in the action realm one shot is a huge testament to his talents and his skills as a filmmaker and we do wish him every success as he continues within the industry onwards and upwards I'm sure so thank you so much James for your time in talking to me, you can keep up to date with all the latest James Nunn news by following James on Twitter at Mr. James Nunn. He is also on Instagram under the same name at Mr. James Nunn. Okay, it's Lee Charles time. Lee is an actor, a stunt performer, and a former six time world kickboxing champion. He is based here in the UK where he has most recently been working on The Expendables 4. With Sylvester Stallone, although we, we really can't talk about that too much, I think I'm on safe grounds. Lee has been messaging quite a bit on his social media channels about his involvement in that movie. so we do look forward to seeing Lee's involvement in that. Lee Charles is one of the actors in one shot. He plays Jess Leodin's sort of main henchman, I would say, and he even gets to try out his French accent in the role which is different from his usual russian accent which lee says he's he's had to put on 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 more than a few occasions in the movies so listen this was great fun chatting to lee i will be back at the end of this conversation to sign off properly but until then let me throw over now to my conversation with the great lee charles You're in the UK, you're because you're filming expendables at the moment, is that right?
2: Oh, well, I, uh, I can't say really. I've, you can't say, yeah,
3: but, okay, but
2: yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yes, <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, obviously, a the, the few people have seen seen the post that that's Stallone put up and stuff, but, yeah. Other than I really can't really say much about it. Yeah,
3: no, that's fine. I understand, you know, he's sworn to secrecy. But um, yeah, Stallone, we should say, is taking some nice um, on the set videos. I saw one with you in the background, so yeah. well, that's uh, that's pretty cool. And a selfie with with Stallone as well. I mean, this must be a dream, Lee, to be working with with Stallone. I mean, is, is he a, is he something of a hero of, of yours? Would you say?
2: Um, do you know what? Growing, you know, I obviously growing up, I was born in the seventies and growing up in the eighties, and you know, I've got Stallone tattooed on me. So you know, <laughs> which is
3: right. You know, do you do you actually? Yeah, I
2: do. Yeah, yeah so I've got tough ta- 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 tattooed on my arm. But he's, um, you know, he's, he, he's 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 always been a hero, man. You know, I had like I had Stallone, I had Arnie, I had Jackie yeah. Chan, and the first was Bruce Lee. So you know, grow, growing up in the eighties. I think if you ever, if you ever got a movie or you were ever wanting to watch an action, excuse me, an action movie, yeah. you know, they, they were the four guys that you predominantly just picked up, and then towards the late, obviously towards the late eighties, you know, Van Damme coming to play and stuff. Yeah. But I think during my during my whole childhood, you know, it was it was Rocky, it was Rambo, it was you know, and so yeah, you know, I, I mean, you know, I was I was you know really. Taken back with the opportunity to to be in his presence and to be there and 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 yeah, what an honour! <laughs> what an honour!
3: Yeah, man, absolutely, it's uh, it's amazing. Well, I'm really I'm really happy for you. I mean, you've worked with so many great fight choreographers, stunt coordinators, great actors as well. So, where are you sort of at at the moment, Lee? Things seem to be you know going from you know it's all going pretty well at the moment.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, considering we've had all this this COVID stuff and yeah. Um, you know the last for me the last especially the last 12 months it seems to have just skyrocketed you know whether that's you know another effect from being in Gangs of London or yeah. you know the, the previous work I've done before I don't know um, but yeah I mean you know I've, I've, I've again unfortunately I've, I've obviously signed NDAs and stuff so but I'm in I'm in some major I've worked on some major productions this year yeah. um, I go on to another one on Monday um, yeah, it just doesn't. It, you know, I'm I'm fortunate at the moment that that, that it works there, and people seem to want me. Yeah, and for me, you know, this this was this it's sort of a boyhood dream. You know, obviously going from doing the martial arts and stuff, and and you know being a avid film fan f- for the whole of my life and and stuff to actually get to to do what I do on on, on screen and to work with with people and you know and sort of have. Have my leave my legacy behind even when I'm gone. <clears throat> yeah. You know, long after I'm gone, these things are still are still going to be there, and you know, yeah. people are still still going to still going to watch movies and you know, and so it's so it's something it's something nice to leave behind for 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 my legacy. If you
3: yeah, know. when you meet a lot of these guys, do you ask for tips and advice? I think I think
2: predominantly I just sit and watch. I watch yeah. how they work. <clears throat> you know, I, I find myself sort of like. I don't. I don't like sort of asking too many questions, other than you know what they want from me and how they how they want me yeah. to perform and stuff. Um, but I have a tendency to just watch how a lot of different people work, and I see by watching their sort of their traits and you know, some people have go into into different mindsets before they get to, before they get into character before they go on screen, and you sort. Of, I sort of see that and take take it from them. and then yeah. different energies. You know, you know, I've I worked a lot with Scott, I so think this is our... Oh god. I think this is our fifth movie Yeah, like, something I'm like that. Yeah. God. So, you know, but the, the chemistry that me and Scott have got now, we yeah. can just do a fighting together because we we know each other, we know how we work. We yeah. know, you know, we know each other's sort of um li- not limitations and stuff. But we, we just know how each other work, how each other perform. You know, I know how far I can push him, he knows that he can push me as far as he wants. <laughs> so it's yeah. also sort of, so we we just we sort of have that have that connection. And yeah. I think, you know, I mean, I remember the first time I worked with him, uh, you know, and to me, I think Scott's the biggest sort of martial arts, Western martial arts action superstar that there is, you know, he's, yeah. you know, I don't think, I think, unfortunately for Scott, he's probably born in the wrong era, you know, yeah. sort of like, you know, if we if we still had that sort of VHS blockbuster era, even the DVD era, what when blockbuster was out, I think he he would be a far, you know, he's a big superstar anyway. Yeah. But you know, he, he deserves he deserves them big things. He deserves he, he deserves everything. Um, yeah. So it's just I think it's just, but getting to work with him. I remember the first time I was working with him, and and I was like, wow, it's, it's, it's Scott Atkins, it's Boyka. And so I was, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, this 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 is like, you know, this 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 is a big thing. And um, so yeah, so just I mean, having that opportunity to become friends with him to yeah. for him to. Want me to work on all the movies with them and stuff? You know that that's, you know that's, you know that that says a lot, sort of to me.
3: Would you say you've developed a sort of shorthand? You know, if you if you make a connection, he doesn't mind that so much, and he doesn't, uh, um, yeah, you I know, mean, that kind of thing.
2: You know, I, I think yeah. I, yeah. You know, I'm I'm, all, I'm always game for I'm always game for making it work. You know, I've always yeah. been game for making make it work. I remember the first time we worked together on Green Street and. We were doing a, a, a oh, like a hook kick, sort of semi hook crescent kick to to my head, yeah. Um, and they were trying to cheat it, and it just wouldn't cheat you You can't cheat it. It was filmed in slow motion. It's on a wire. The audience would see it. So I was just said, like, I just said, just kick me in the head, you know. For, <laughs> yeah. for you know, it's like, but for me, it's sort of uh, coming from my fighting background. It's like you know that that one that that one moment like that like could save that that fight. You know, it could make the audience go, "Wow, was that real?" That, yeah. that, looked, a bit, that, that looked a bit real, um, and I think I'm just—I'm just that way Glenn. I'm quite, yeah. sort of tough like that, and uh, I'm built like that. Okay. Hopefully, when One comes out, everyone will enjoy enjoy the fight. Well.
3: The fight well man let's get into that because okay. i was i was super impressed by this movie lee i um i've seen it a couple of times now and i keep trying to spot where the camera's cutting i know it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know um yeah. it's so seamless it's so well crafted i'm guessing you've seen it lee are, are no you happy? not yet have you not seen it yet
2: no i, I see it uh, what what, what in? December. December I get to see it. Good
3: grief. This, but, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. So I feel I feel quite privileged then to, <laughs> to have been sent this. Well, obviously, you know, you're you're in it, so you're yeah. key <laughs> Key role in the film as well as um, Jesse's sort of main uh, henchman is that. Yeah. So I suppose yeah, that's yeah. The, the fair way to put it. Just tell me about your involvement in this movie. When James was saying, "Look, we want to do this as um, a sort of one continuous take, played out in real time," was that quite daunting?
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think because our first when it, when it was when it was said to us, and I don't think you realize the extent of of how long a take is going to be. Yeah. I think that I think that's the main thing. You know, you, you you're quite lucky in in, in the, the aspect that normally when you when you're on camera, you know, you'll do a couple of lines of dialogue and then it shuts off and everyone can relax in the background and stuff. Yeah. Whereas on this, you know, some of the takes are like ten minutes long. Yeah. So so you sort of like you're having to constantly perform for ten minutes, even when you think you're off camera. Yeah. you sort of like can't let your guard down because if you do that just ruins the whole shot for everyone else.
3: You got to go again. Yeah. Yes.
2: Yeah, so, so, so for us, you know, I mean, for me, you know, it was exciting. It was new. Um It, it was also you sort of like sat there going, like, because obviously when you do when you do normal movies and stuff, you sort of know how long you're in it. How, you know how how much you're going to be seeing, yeah. how long you're appearing for. With this, you sort of like went, I'm not too sure because because you were filming. Like um you were just doing one scene, you weren't doing as many scenes in the day. Yeah, and then you were like, but the, the, because it was it was so long, you were like, "Am I in it? Am I in a it You just you couldn't. Yeah, and you, I remember. This, I mean, I remember me and Jess sitting there, and it, you know, we, we we were discussing how you know having to perform, having to do it, having to make sure that. You know, as as one section's going and the other section sort of coming into into play onto onto that same same scene, how it has to interact, how it has to run. Um and as I said to you, you know, it, it takes if you fluff your line, then you're right back. You know, you could have been yeah. filming for five minutes. If you fluff your line, it's right, but to be you
3: know, yeah, yeah. Uh, and 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 particularly in remembering choreography, I'd imagine that must have been quite stressful as well. Lee. No matter how many times you run that routine with Scott, and you guys have a great punch up there, if one punch doesn't land right or a kick or something, you know, you, you've got to do the whole thing again, haven't you? Really, there's no, yeah, let's I, I, that, I think up, that yeah. energy as well, you know, because
2: yeah. obviously, you know, when you, when you do a normal fight, you'll You'll throw a couple of techniques and then you're, you're, you're allowed to sort of like catch your breath, or you know, they'll change it, they'll move it to a, to a different size so they can't get it from a different direction. Whereas with this, it was just like, Right, you're gonna fight, and you had to know everything from start to finish. It was just yeah. like, Right, on your mind, but you also had acting beats to do before that, so you yeah. had action beat, acting beats and dialogue, then yeah. you know, and then it was like, bam, 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 bam. and then after the fight's finished, you still have to continue. With, with the act and beat that and after that. So yeah. Um, so yeah, it was it was it was unique. Um, it was it was it, do you know what it was really fun because it was something completely different than what yeah. I what I've done for the last yeah. like 14, 15 years since I started in this industry. Um and I like I like the I like the challenge as well. I think the the, the the challenge to do it it was really good as well to make sure that, you know, hopefully the audience buy into it and it, and it works
3: and from Scott's point of view i mean i know cuz you're 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 in it but i mean scott's you know the camera's following around him around for this whole uh, movie and what a challenge that must have been for him as well to sort of move between all of those different sequences. I mean, are you, are you quite proud of his performance? I know you haven't seen the movie, so yeah. but you must have been quite um, proud of him having worked with him for over a decade now. And Yeah, um, I mean, yeah. I, I, think,
2: I, I think it was his most, you know, I remember when I, when I got to set and he, he said, you know, this is going to be my most challenging role I've done, yeah. you know, because um, what the audience don't like, I think what a lot of people don't understand is like Scott does everything. Yeah, you know, it's, it's very, it's very rare. Like he does not do everything. So like, you know, and and especially in this movie, like you just said, you know, there's no cut and scene. There's there's no chance to bring a double into. There's no you know, hiding. To, no, yeah. there isn't. There isn't. You know what what you what you see is what you get. Yeah. Um, and I hope the audience uh, like sort of. You know I think I think you do appreciate Scott I think, but I think once they see this performance, you see you know what the, the 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 sort of the drive the effort the determination you know how much his energy is coming through through onto the movie as well Because you know yeah. we could all feel it you know we're on set, we feel it off him we, we just bounce bounce off him yeah you know you sort of like you look at your start of the movie and if you you know the, the start of your movie is still pumping at a hundred percent. You know, when we've done like eight, nine hours in the day, then it sort of gets makes the rest of you just go right. Okay, we yes. need to crack on here. You know, we've only been in a couple of scenes. He's yeah. he's he's there. You know, so yeah. I mean, you know, Scott is, you know, he's he's he's, he's very unique, um, and I think I think this I think this will make um, make people appreciate him a little bit more as well.
3: i want to go back a little bit as well lee because i know you know i keep seeing you in uh action movies and whether you're fighting <laughs> dave batista or scott atkins or whoever it is um but originally you know going back you could have been a, a footballer is that is that right i read that yeah somewhere. yeah, yeah. Oh,
2: back in the day yeah back so in, in the, the day I, yeah i had I, when i was when i was younger i played for source of Everton, charmia wrexham
3: yeah um, and
2: then i had an injury um and a friend of mine uh, he's a friend now he wasn't at the time he's, he was the he was the manager of, of Rex and he, so, he sort of let me go because I had this injury and then I, back then you didn't have physios you didn't have sort yeah. of the you didn't have the the the, the, the sports therapist that do the stuff that they do now and, and I just got injured how
3: old are you when you were injured then, then?
2: Uh, I was I was I was 18 Think, oh well, gosh. 19. Right yeah, at the so, start. Oh, yeah, yeah. So but you know, do you know why it was you know, it was just it's just one of the things, you know. I would always done martial arts. Yeah um, you know, and I, I just had this ankle injury and obviously it was ju- it was just I think we it's unfortunate, but you sort of like tend to a penny, if that makes sense. You know, so right, if you yeah. if you get if you get injured, there's someone else that that can sort of like come in and stand in for you, and you know yeah. there'll, there'll be someone else there sort of chasing it. So, so yeah, but you know, I played, I played at Wembley, I played at probably most most of the grounds.
3: And growing up in the Wirral, does that make you are you a red or a blue?
2: I'm a red. You're red a, a red. Yeah. Okay,
3: yeah. but you play for Everton.
2: And I, do you know what? Yeah. It was the eighties and Liverpool, were the team that everyone wants to play for. Yeah. So I, I tried to use common sense and thought. They're the lesser team. Yeah. <laughs> I probably got those a <laughs> hate Yeah, eight yeah. Maybe edit that bit out. <laughs> but, but in my head, I was thinking, do you know what? I, you know, Liverpool. Every everyone that I knew was playing for Liverpool. So, yeah, okay. and I just thought, oh, you know, Everton are there, so I'll I'll just I'll you know I've got the opportunity to sort of play play with them for a bit. Mm-hmm. Um I just I tried to use commentary. I tried to use more of the the, the, the thing in my head where. You know who who I more likely to be able to get to play for? That's just sure. the way I used to see it. So yeah, yeah. I've always been quite logical as the, the way I think. Yeah,
3: yeah. But during that time growing up, you <sighs> were into martial arts, movies, and you were also into martial arts. You were training karate. I believe was your first style. Lee is that is that right?
2: Yeah, I did uh, yeah. Shotokan. Started Shotokan when I was six. Yeah, um, did, did that for many many years. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it, it's funny because you know, as I say this all, all the time, but like we, we went to my nan's, my nan, my nan and my granddad were the first people to get um, to get um, a VHS video recorder. So the whole family come round this one afternoon, and we'd been to the Jolly Roger video shop, and we picked two movies, and the movies were um, Monty Python and the Holy Grail,
3: yeah, classic, the,
2: the Big Boss, Bruce Lee. So, <laughs> okay. so it's so, quite God, a double bill. Yeah yeah so i'm like i'm like five and pop pop like bruce on and yeah um, and i just become obsessed dude, dude, the scene where he goes back after you've all been slaughtered <laughs> and he falls over and there's blood everywhere yep. apparently i was i was sick it made it made me sick but then but it didn't but the weird thing is i remember watching monty python after you know with the black Knight with the arms oh, yeah. And yeah i'm like why wasn't i sick then if it was sick. Yeah. Um, but that just, you know, it sort of like started this this obsession with with Bruce, and yeah. Um, I remember thinking when, I, like, I remember my whole childhood just wanting to be Bruce Lee. Yeah. You know, I just I just I wanted to, you know, if there was a magazine out of, you know, any, anything to do with Bruce Lee, if there was like documentaries, if there was videos, you know. I had the uh, I had the uh, kung fu suit. Everyone else is getting mongoose BMXs as a kid, and I'm getting kung fu kung fu suits with yeah. with kung fu slippers, and I'm pl- rubber nunchakus, and yeah, yeah. I was just you know it was just I just had this sort of I had this childhood where I would just become obsessed with this this yeah. Asian Asian master, um, yeah. and I think if it, if it wasn't for if it wasn't for that, I'm I'm and Watching that movie and stuff, and, and being as obsessed as I was, I probably wouldn't be where I am today. Yeah, yeah. You know, that 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 was, you know, that 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 was a a pinnacle time in my life. Even though I didn't know it at the time, being yeah, so young.
3: Yeah. You were a world's kickboxing champ, so um, yeah. uh, I'm guessing you were pretty serious about your training a, a, as well. So, just wonder where the movie side came into it, Lee. There was a the
2: movie side, believe it or not, come into it. Um, in 2005, I went over to, to LA. More um, of my ex-girlfriends from my 30th birthday had, had planned this big trip from from a birthday. I was going. I was going to LA. I went to Vegas and Seattle to see Bruce grave. Yeah. Um, and then when I was in LA, the only thing I wanted to do was go to the, Jet, the Jets gym, Benny the Jets gym. Yeah. So I wasn't bothered about anything else. You know, Benny the Jets being a hero of mine since since I was a kid, since I'm watching. Meals on Wheels or Wheels on Meals and I, I just you know Dragons Forever you know Force 5 I, I just become obsessed with this guy watching him fight my dad my dad was a massive Benny the Jet fan from his fighting days um, so for me it was like I want to go to the Jets gym and get a picture with the logo on the window and hold the bag and, and smile and, and that was it so I was sending emails and it was the old emails that like you started to dialing tone and stuff and it took like yeah. about four years to get a reply and but I was emailing back and forth to to the gym, and I, I just said, you know, when I come over, it's there any chance I can come in and just do some sessions? So they were like really hospitable. They were like, no problem. First day I landed in LA, <clears throat> got to the hotel, phoned the gym, and I was like, listen, I've, I've landed. Can I come down tomorrow and have a look around? And they were like, yes, yeah, sure. So my girlfriend probably thought it was nuts at the She did think I was nuts at the time. Yeah. And um, so so the next morning, I went to the gym. Didn't take any kit. With me. I, I always take my kit everywhere I go. I always take a pair of gloves and my, my boxing gloves and my, my wraps and my gum shield everywhere i go yeah. on but it doesn't matter where i go in the world they come yeah. with me um and but i left him at the hotel purposely because i didn't want to be that guy that walks into, the, into the, this place and goes i've come to train and you know and i'm sort of think God, oh, you know he's this guy yeah so we got there spoke to one of his instructors a guy called cody and um he said it, it felt sort of like a little bit of a semi-interview and then he goes, do you want to do some training? And I said, well, I haven't got my stuff. I said, I'll go home or I'll come back tomorrow. I'll go to the hotel or I'll come back tomorrow. And he goes, well, just go back. He says, we've got a shop, out back. Just go and get yourself some some stuff from there. Come back in, we'll give you a pair of gloves and stuff and you can just have a little move around. So being the excitable kid that I was, I was like, yeah, 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 of course. Yeah. So we did it. And then I was, I was, and it used to have this like little bag room, which is like, uh, it was like, a, it was built like a conservatory, but all the bags were hung up in there and stuff. And, so I went in there. and I was training, and then this lady knocked on the window. So we opened the window, uh, and it was it was Sarah and his wife, um, Sensei Sarah. Yeah. And she like, She introduced herself. Hi, I'm Benny's wife. Blah blah blah. And you know, thanks for coming over. And we just had a little chat. And again, I felt like another interview. You know, I felt like I was just getting sort of the feelers. And yeah. then about about five minutes later, she comes and knocks on the window, and she's like, um, Sensei Benny's on, on his way back. He wants to meet you. You've come all this way. To, to the to to, to to the dojo um to the gym she, you know you want to call me yeah, so all of a sudden wow. I was like I was like jeez I was like yeah. this is like Benny the Jet. So I went and got showered and then I sat at the front and he'd just come in, open arms, hugged me. We sat and spoke for about two hours. Um I just listen again, you know I'd just listen. I you know, in my head I'm going, asking about Jetty Chan, ask my you know what I didn't yeah. I didn't, I didn't I just sort of like listened to to what you have to say and then and then he said to Cody, he, he's like, um he he said to me, What what are you doing while in LA? And I was like, I said, I'm just training. I'd arranged to sort of go up to Bajloton place and a few a few other little d- gyms and, and I, I said and obviously he trained here as much as he can, I can ever love and then he, he shouted over to Cody and goes he said he said to, like write the address down for tomorrow. So Cody comes over with this address and then Benny hands me it and he goes be here for nine o'clock in the morning. So I was like, "Yeah, okay." Didn- nice. Didn't ask. So we got outside. My girlfriend's like, "Where, where are you going tomorrow morning?" I was like, "Don't know." She was like, "Why didn't you ask?" And I was like, "If Benny the Jet's asking me to be somewhere at nine o'clock in the morning, yeah, you're, gonna, you're gonna be here." I'm, I'm going. You know, it's it's. I'm not. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go. What more is yeah. it? I was just like, "I'm going to go." No, I'm sightseeing. So so I um. So the next day, she comes with me the next day. You know, he's like, bring your kit bag. So I brought my kit bag and uh, joggers and stuff on. And we got in the car, uh, got the taxi, and we went to Santa Monica and Fairfax. That was the Lee Strasberg. Um, I, I was at the Lee, the Lee Strasberg. Yeah. And then that was it. Benny introduced me into the world of stunts and acting. And I was, I was there. I was training there with him for, for a while. We were doing, like, full days of, like, rehearsals and stunt work and fight choreography. and Wow. And so the, the guy that I looked up to my whole life um, gave me a massive opportunity to to work in film and and to be there and, and it was funny because I, 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 when I was there I remember when, when on the last day the phone went and um, and Sensei said T-T-Sara said uh, Lee it's for you and I was like who's with me but it Jim so I was like who's this and then I got on the phone it was Shannon Lee and she was saying. Wow. Uh, yeah, she was like, I know you're going up to Seattle to, speak, to see my dad and my brother. She was like, thanks for keeping the legacy alive. And I was just mind blown that this guy, I mean, I did other things in LA. I, you know, we did training together. I, I did some stuff with him. I come home within the space of a couple of weeks. Before I left, he said, you're, you're now my sort of ambassador for Europe and the UK. He said, and you're also part of my Benny the Jetson team. So I was like, yeah. All right. And I thought, well, that's nice. You know, he's, it's nice for him to say that. And, yes. you know, it's a nice, nice gesture. And I didn't think nothing of it. And then I was back in the UK for about three, three, maybe four weeks. And then I got a phone call when we used to have house phones. I got a phone call on the house phone, and my girlfriend answered, and she's like, it's for you. I was like, who is it? She's like, it's Benny. I was like, Benny, you. I was like, I don't know anyone called Benny. I was like, Benny, yeah. you. And then she just sort she of covered the phone and went, it's Benny, Benny. And I was like, "Jeez, okay. So I got on the phone, he's like, hey, Lee. He's like, how are you? He's like, yeah. "He's like, what are you doing for the next couple of months? And I was like, nothing, just work. He's like, can you get some time off? And I was like, yeah, what's up? He goes, we're filming down at Palmer Studios, uh, doing a film with John Cusack. And want he's come along and sort of help me train John for the movie and, you know, to keep him fit and stuff. And, and lo and behold, uh, I quit my job because um didn't give me the time off. But you, yeah. you just, when you present presented with an opportunity like that, you just, you know, that, if, it does, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't.
3: Because you were a world champ by that point. So he must have known of you. Is that right? Or did he not know you at all? Yeah. I, I yeah. don't know,
2: you know. I, I, don't, yeah. I don't really know. I just, I just know that like, in, in that time when, when the, that two hours, when we were there, we just connected really well. Yeah. 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 You he know, just do, saw do, do, do. something
3: in you. What did he see I mean, in you, Lee? What do you think he saw? Just that determination, you know that. You I, I don't know because because yeah.
2: even now, you know, we still speak all the time. Um, yeah. The, the, he's, the, there's a documentary being made on him. I got I got a message, and he asked me to to be in the documentary that's getting being made about. Oh, him.
3: that's amazing.
2: So I was sort of like, I was like, really? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, and, you know. And the, and the, you know, I've I've seen the list of people who are on there. I know Shannon Lee was getting interviewed recently yes. for it. And you just sort of, like, you know, going back to this 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 boy who is obsessed with Bruce Lee and wanting to be Bruce Lee and stuff, you know, obviously, I think, it, like, in, in my eyes, like, even now, like, reflecting, I think... I'm too bad I've taken
3: them boxes, like you know. Well, exactly. You know. I've spoken to Benny for this podcast, and I think because I know him mostly from his film roles, yeah. in which he plays quite intense, intimidating characters on screen, that my assumption was that he would be, you know, quite an intense, intimidating guy in real life. But my gosh, that he couldn't be more opposite of his film roles. Could, could he, Lee? He's very. No. He's quite spiritual. He's softly spoken. He's a very kind and considerate and clearly someone who, you know, when he sees talent, he's very supportive of, uh, of people. Is that, that's your experience? You you would say. Yeah. I mean, do do
2: you know what? Like I've I've been blessed and lucky enough to train with him, you know, countless hours, but I think I have learned more from him from sitting and listening to him. Yeah. You know, the the knowledge that he possesses is is wisdom, his outlook on life, you know he he sort of gave me the courage and determination to to push forward with what I need to do yeah um it was weird because every every, every time I was having sort of like a down point in my life where I was feeling low, Sarah would get in touch with me, and I was like how does she <laughs> does she know <laughs> you know and you know <laughs> and he sort of like you know they they, they, they let me become part of. Their, their sort of the family um you know she, she used to refer to me as family all the time she, she met my, wow. my boy the other year and you know she was saying our oh god this is our godson and you know so for, for me I'm like you know they, I mean I'll, I'll say I'll say to anyone you know the, the, the thing with Benny this is that like for me he was a master in the ring but he sort of also mastered his life um, yeah. in terms yeah. of you know, the output that he gives you know the 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 quality of um, of information that he gives to, to people that he meets but benny benny always has a saying he says to people that don't know me they call me benny to people that really know me they call me sensei yeah and 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 that is true that, that you know there's there's like because he is you just you you can be in his company for 30 minutes and you will walk away, and you will think about that conversation for months on end because yeah. he's just—he's just that, and he just enlightens you with, it, with his knowledge and his wisdom. And now we'll see how good
0: you are
3: training actors and doing a bit of that I know you've done a bit of stunt coordinating and fight choreography that kind of thing as well and I guess fight training are there some some actors I guess are more into it than others Uh, have you noticed that at all over over the years yeah Yeah. definitely yeah (laughs)
2: yeah yeah Yeah, definitely Um, yeah do do you know what I think I think with me like I I have this thing where you know I've got this amazing opportunity in life where I'm quite lucky and blessed not to be working on in the movie industry. You know, both doing stunts and performing as an actor in front of the yeah. camera. Um, I've tra- I've trained various um, actors for various roles. My favorite was Olga Kurylenko. She was just you know she she was brilliant when we yeah. did the courier
3: the courier yeah yeah <coughs>
2: um, she she was she was fabulous. She just she she Olga just wants to train. <laughs> she just yeah, she wants great. to do everything herself and you sort of like and when when that committed to, to to the role and want to perform and stuff it it make, makes your life easier yeah. but yeah I mean excuse me I'm just I, you know like, like I was just saying for me every day I step on set like I'm like appreciative of the fact that I'm there yeah. you know yeah. the, the fact that people want, want me to work for and the people the, the fact that you know I, I'm I'm able to to bring my boyhood dream and, and perform it out and make make it real, so that my, my little boy, my little boy six now, and he sort of understands that. I mean, I'm in, i films and stuff, and and Great. to see it, you know, yeah, to see his face and stuff, and you just, you know, when, you know, obviously, like I've, I've got a couple of big movies coming out next year, um, but I'll say him off the other superhero movies. So be, good, being, good one. Yeah, so being being there and having the opportunity to. Sit with my boy, sit in a cinema and go. There's your dad. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's yeah. Because you're squish.
3: not. You can't. You can't show him gangs. <laughs> gangs of London. <laughs>
2: <laughs> just no, yet. Not. No, no, no. of London. Yeah. Um,
3: final score, Dave Batista. You have that wonderful fight scene in the lift. Um, yeah. That's uh, that's a great sequence. Was that um, was that fun to, to work on? Dave Batista's such a beast, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. Do, do
2: that, yeah. Like obviously, I'm, I'm a big, big fan of Dave. So I love, I yeah. love wrestling. I think rest, wrestling is brilliant. So I've watched it since I was a kid. From the, uh, Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant, yeah. days yeah, yeah. with Macho Man Randy Savage. Um, so getting the opportunity to to work with him was was amazing. I, rem- I remember when he turned up on Saturday and I've seen him, and obviously, when in his wrestling days, he had these like enormous traps he had the biggest traps I've ever seen in my life unreal yeah it was just like yeah and he turned up on set like I remember sorry we went we, we were doing rehearsals and I was with, with this stunt double uh, Rob DeGroose and I said, said to Rob and Rob's a big guy he's like really muscular very vascular yeah. and I said to Rob I was like I, I put my arms around Rob and he's a big guy and I was like so how big Dave in comparison to you because you're a big guy And he, and Rob's just like yeah he's big and I was like but you're a big guy and he's like yeah he's big and then I remember the first day Dave Dave come down for rehearsals and stuff and I seen him and I thought and he was he's really lean compared to how he used to look Yeah. and I was like oh yeah I was like I mean he's big but then I was thinking he's not as big as what I imagined him to be because he'd leaned up and obviously he's not in his wrestling days anymore yeah. and stuff still a mountain of a guy but I had this like conception in my head thinking yeah he's not as big as he is and then we did this the, the same thing with him and I couldn't even get my hands together he's that, he's that wide <laughs> really? I, I literally I was meant to do this like sort of choke where I come around. and you can actually see it in, in the movie and because my hands don't grab I have to grab his jacket like the the breast of his jacket yeah. and sort of like pull, pull that over um, but I mean what a guy, you know, yeah, genu- yeah. gen- genuinely just a, an amazing, lovely guy.
3: And he's someone who really puts in the effort for the fight scenes. I mean, doing as much of the action that I guess he's allowed to do, I suppose. But
2: yeah, yeah he, I mean, yeah, he's, 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 got a, he's got a fantastic double in, in Rob DeGroose. Rob, Rob yeah. is amazing. Uh, he's a Dutch guy. Um, but excuse me. But after that fighting with with me and Dave, the majority of it's Dave. But, yeah. You know, it, you know, he, he was in there. We're in, we're in that close tighter tighter space for it, for it to work. There was there was no way of cheating exactly. things. Yeah, and you can see you can see it. You can see it, Dave. Yeah. Uh, and he um, doesn't
3: yeah. mind. I guess from his resting days, if he takes a few knocks, he doesn't mind that so much. He's not uh, <laughs> not too I precious. You, I
2: think we were just. I think you know, we just we just went for. It. I mean, I'm very yeah. mindful of what I do and. Like I, 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 my my number one job is to make sure that the actor never gets hurt.
3: Yeah, yeah. So,
2: so, and in that process, I don't mind taking a spank or two. Yeah. Regardless of of what I'm on, in order to be able to, to to do that. Um. But you know, great the choreography we had the chor- choreography nailed down. The energy was great. Performance was great. Um. And yeah, it was, it was just really good. I remember because obviously you know I I have a little bit of dialogue. You know yeah. the, beginning, the, the beginning of it and stuff thing. and we hadn't rehearsed that at all and we sort of we turned up on a day and then we, we had a little walk through, and I just did it in my in my, my dodgy Scouse accents and stuff and then I was playing this Russian guy and um, obviously the guard Andre and then he come over and then the first time we did a take and I, I did the Russian thing the, the lift opens up and we go into the lift so as soon as we go into the lift Dave just burst out laughing and when the door shut and I was like shit i was like oh my voice not. and i was like is that for no an okay? he meant i really didn't know what you completely threw me off and I, was oh, like, wow. I was like oh wow and he goes honestly he goes i remember looking at you going where's this voice come from yeah he, he was like he, he goes you just hissed it on the head so yeah. every time we, we were doing we, we were doing we were doing that scene and it was just good and he and it made me feel um he made me feel dead comfortable with with yeah. obviously before you know I'm getting to perform in, in front of tracks you know, Gods of the Galaxy, and you know, it's, it's you know, massive WWE star. And yes. I don't, Amazing. I don't care what anyone says, you know, you know, having to sort of put this Russian accent on and to do the lines and share, share that moment with him. It was, you know, it was, I was nervous, and yeah that moment going into the lift and we were sharing that that little bit of a, a laugh between us. You know, it just totally relaxed me. and it made it easier to, to be able to yeah, perform.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And do you mind doing more of the acting and saying lines and that sort of stuff? Yeah, I, I love guess, it. Yeah, you love, love it. it. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, I love it. I think I think at first I just wanted to, to be on to fight and stuff. Yeah. Um. But I think I think as you sort of grow the industry, I like performing. You know, I don't. I'm I'm dead quiet at home. I'm dead antisocial. Don't really go do yeah. hours. Don't really do anything. You know, sit in and watch movies, read books, or collect comics. I'm dead. I'm de- I'm just I'm I'm dead. Easy. All I do is train all the time. That, thats basically my my life. Yeah. I'm a little boy, obviously my son. I like being able to to have that moment where you sort of like you sort of like take yourself out of your own life and go into this other the world. Yeah. And I sort of I, I, I like being able to do that. I like being able to perform. I like being able to to be given the opportunity to to to, to do that. You know. And obviously, I think I think one shot's the one where. I, I'm doing more than I've ever done, like in terms of of, of the acting side. You know, there's quite a quite a, quite a little bit of dialogue, absolutely. A, yeah, Russian, Russian, and with an accent, guy. French yeah. accent. Yeah, Russian guy that speaks French. So that's a, yeah, yeah. And I never spoke French in my life before that movie. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I was lucky because obviously Jess Jess speech friends French. Of course. So yeah. It, it made yeah, yeah. It made life easier, and I think yeah. be, think obviously being do you know I've played the Russian, oh, God I can't can't even remember how many times now I've played Eastern European or yeah how many times that accent I can just go into, and I think it made it easier being able to do that accent and then speak French because then with French doesn't have to be really spot on so yeah I, I mean I don't know I haven't seen it so yeah oh
3: it's good up. Lee no don't Thank worry you. it's good yeah yeah
2: yeah <laughs> damn your ass what are we to do with you.
3: Gangs of London, which blew my mind when I saw it as a British TV show. The levels of action that... um you know Gareth and Matt. And I know it's you know his his sort of team there. Jude as well. What yeah. what everyone created on that show I think was um, phenomenal. You obviously you're in Gangs of London. You have such an iconic, a uh, great you know pretty grisly <laughs> fight scene uh, with Showcase. So uh, so just working on on that show again. That's more of a it's kind of it's a stunt role, but it's a, it's acting as well, isn't it? You know that you were, yeah, you were on board I like, as an actor. I think-
2: yeah, I think obviously because that fight, there's a lot of drama involved in that fight. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. There's a lot, of, there's a lot of drama beats, and there's a lot of things where you have to keep that intensity. You have to yeah. make the audience feel like, you know, the obviously Elliot's in trouble. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, again, for me, working with with Gareth, you know, m- you know, up, as I said before, growing up, with my dad we used to watch the films together, and we we hadn't watched the movie together for years. And I remember when the raid came out, and I bought it on DVD and yeah. my mum had gone shopping and I said to my dad I said listen I've got this film do you want to watch it and that was the first film we watched together for years since I was a kid oh, wow. Um wow so then getting the Josh, opportunity gosh did,
3: did he like it yeah he loved it, loved
2: yeah, it. Yeah. Just, yeah he loved it he was like oh this is, a, this is brilliant yeah so just yeah, yeah. ultra ultra violent and stuff. Yeah. non-stop so when, when the opportunity to come up to work with Gareth um, and, and, and have the audition and stuff through, through Jude and stuff um, yeah, it was, it was, you know, it was one that I tried to grab, you know, with, with both hands and yeah. I remember going for the audition I was, I was really lean at the time. I was in, I was in good shape and stuff and I did the audition and Gareth asked me whether I be able to put weight on to, 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 to like sort of look, sort not athletic, but just look monstrous, you know, yeah. and sort of look gorilla-like if you like, you know, with yeah. big shoulders yeah. and big chest and belly and so I was like, "Yeah, i will be able to do that." I was like, "I, I was a bit gutted because I, I trained so hard to get lean." <laughs> really? <laughs> but well. then I was like, "You know, it was just what it, it, it was." Put two stone on for the role. Wow! The role and
3: how aside. do you how do you do that? You know, when they say actors put on put on weight for a role, you just you just as simple as you just eat a lot. It's got to be more no, controlled I just, than I just, that, I just, surely.
2: Yeah, obviously, I changed change the way I train because a yeah. lot of my training involves like cardio, stuff with my like, fighting and stuff. Yeah. So I was doing a lot more weight. It took me cardio training down. I wasn't hitting the bags as much. I was doing I was doing enough cardio that I thought was necessary to be able to perform the fighting without sort of being unfit. Yes. Um, and then just I just changed my diet in terms of um, I had more sort of carbohydrates, so more pasta and stuff like yes. this, and stuff stuff that will bloat you, stuff that holds water. Yeah. Um, and and yeah, you know, it worked. So. Felt really uncomfortable when we were filming because I wasn't used to having that weight on me. Um, yeah. So, but you know, it was th- that that experience on, on that on that show and and that fight. I yeah. remember when me and me and Shopey were, were filming it, and it felt special. You know, I've yeah. said I've said it before. Like when you when you film when you when you're doing something, there's sometimes that you just have this feeling where you think this is special. You know, mm-hmm. there's, there's something, there's something about this that is like different than everything else. Yeah. You know, and I mean, it, it was, it was a tough shoot. I think we filmed for, I think we did five days continuous. Um, like four, on, five, on,
3: the fa- on the fight scene?
2: Yeah, yeah. Wow, so, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. And I, never, I was just angry for five days. Yeah. <laughs> so, And you're just in
3: your pants there as well, like, yeah, <laughs> I yeah. imagine.
2: Yeah, good grief. So, um, Gareth's
3: got a way of filming, hasn't he? He's a fan of doing lots of takes. Is that, is that right, Slee? you Did you, yeah, did you, you know what? That? He, yeah.
2: Like, Gareth knows what he wants. And, yeah. and Mass, him, him and Matt have this chemistry where they both know that their vision... Matches each other, yeah. So, so they understand how each other is going to get the best from each other. Um, but when we were when we were on that shoot, you know, it was um they knew exactly what it was. So they didn't how do I say it, they didn't waste like time yeah. shooting stuff that they knew they weren't going to use. Does that make sense?
3: It does. So, yeah. so
2: you know, you'll be on some things and they'll just shoot a wide just for the sake of shooting a wide, and you're just like, why oh, are you shooting a wide? You don't need to shoot a wide. You know, it's, it's like yeah, but it's just safety, and it's like they know exactly h- what they want. That they don't need that safety. Are you
3: ever on film sets and you think, gosh, we're we're wasting time here, or you know, it'd be much quicker if we maybe set this up like this? Do you notice that on sets where you're like, yeah. God, this? I, I, yeah. I
2: think I think everybody does sometimes. What the director wants and what the source of the 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 stunt coordinators put in they don't necessarily tie together you know yeah. do they, you know, this, this is what I was saying in relation to sort of Matt and, and Gareth and stuff you know one person will have one vision another person will have another vision and then you just, you're just just shooting stuff for the sake of shooting stuff sometimes yeah. and, and it, you know it, it unfortunately it doesn't it doesn't come out you do but you just got to sort of bite your lip and sort of, you know, get on with it. If I'm in a position where I'm on set, where I'm allowed to put input in, which sometimes you do, you know, sometimes you're allowed that, then I will, you know, I'll voice my opinion and I'll say, you know, you know, I'll try and give, give, you know, sort of my interpretation of what I think. Yeah. And, you know, to be honest, a lot of people are up for that. I mean, especially, you know, on your low budget stuff, you know, because, you know, I think, I think on your on your local just stuff, you know, we're sort of like we're all in that same process, you know, and and everybody's wanting to to, to make it successful. Everybody's wanting to make it make you know the the, the movie as as good as they can because you're, you're in such a a market that is so competitive and there's you know there's there's that much getting made. So so yeah, I mean, it's difficult. It's really really difficult. It is, yeah. you know, you know, because you because you you know, you have still of going to bite your lip at times. That's all. Yeah. Xu Jingkong, the king treated you well.
3: Why do you betray him? What do you want? Hard fought! Lee, just before we wrap this up, I just wondered if you had any uh, tips or anything for someone who maybe is looking to pursue a similar line of work, getting into the movies, action movies, the stunt world. What are the main sort of tips you think that um, you know you wish you knew when you were getting into the industry?
2: Yeah, I mean, do, do you know what? You've just got to work hard. Yeah, like yeah. I, honestly, you can't cheat working hard. Like yeah. I don't, I, you know, and and also you you've got to you you've got to be really thick skinned with with yes. this industry. You've got to be massively thick skinned. You know, I wouldn't give anyone advice in relation to, you know, sort of how to get into it because it, you know, it, it it is what it is, but what I would say is is that once you once you start a career in this industry, no matter how many doors get shut on you, just keep going. Yeah. You know, people will continuously shut doors on you. I still get them shut doors shut doors on me all the time. Yeah. You know, it's a competitive industry. You know, you know, I'm quite fortunate to to be able to be starring in movies like One Shot now, and and getting to work on the stuff that I do. But I just, I, I, I've always had this attitude. Even when I fought, when I got beat, I saw it one step closer to winning. So I yeah. took that, I took that attitude from when I used to fight into film. And for every object, every time that someone said no, or the Worst thing is not hearing back because you don't hear back from auditions. Yeah. Like, like I just thought, do you know what? It's one step closer to someone saying yeah. And there's gonna be someone that does say yeah. There is gonna be someone that gives you that opportunity. You can't you can't continuously knock on doors and everyone say no. There's mm-hmm. gonna be one person that opens that door and says yeah. And you know, and you know, whether it's you know, the guy walking down the road or whether it's you know. You, know, the, the guy behind the counter serving something whether you get dialogue whether you want you want to be to, to, to do that action stuff and you get to take a punch off an actor or you know you get to follow it doesn't matter yeah. it's like and also treat nothing as beneath you do you know yeah. like when you when you're starting off in this industry get as much experience as you can mm-hmm. you know because experience is everything even a bad experience is a good experience because mm-hmm. you'll know never enough to, to do it again yeah you know we're you know and, and this is the thing i mean the, the stuff that i did at the start of my career and that, you know that like i'm i'm grateful for doing you know but they weren't very good you know, yeah. but, you know yeah. but i'm grateful for doing it because it, yeah. it teaches you the, the, the right and the wrong yeah. um and you know and it's a long it's a long long journey you know it's, it's 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 a long journey you know it can be difficult at times it can be hard it will it will test everything that you have about you so just just be thick skinned and just say you know I'm not giving up on this I'm not giving up on this opportunity I never you know I've I've, I've done I've sacrificed many things for this you know and and you know uh, I'm, I'm in a position now where I can, I can I can enjoy what I'm doing you know I you know I'm gra- I'm grateful for what I'm doing I enjoy it and I can share all the, the, these experiences with, with my boy now. Yeah, um, amazing, yeah, amazing. You know, yeah. just don't give up, man. You know, that's all I can say to everyone. Just honestly, I know it's like, you know, it's that cliche and everything else, but stop being programmed and, and don't let anyone tell you you can't do anything. That's yeah. the worst, that, 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 that's, that's the biggest stress that I would say to anyone. I teach, when, when I, I still teach martial arts now and I teach, I, I teach this like, um, t- teach what I say to them. The only person in life that can ever stop you from achieving anything is you it's not no one else it's got nothing to do with no one else the Mm -hmm. only person that can ever stop you achieving if you really want something the only person that can ever stop you from doing it is you and giving up on you if you don't do that you will get to what you want to do you just need to persevere you just need to drive and you just need to push forward so yeah yeah.
3: that's amazing advice lee we'll 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 leave it there Thank, thank you very much. so much for your time
2: and uh, if all the listeners um go out and watch one shot when it comes out you know we really really appreciate uh, the support you know a lot of time and effort in you know this was james Nunn's sort of baby it was his dream many many years ago um so to be to be a part of it you know james and ben jakes have have been really good to me uh, they they they've helped me with my career and it seems that every time I'm like the Al Long of the British. <laughs> <I'm the>
3: well, <world. laughs>
2: <Yeah. laughs> so very
3: it, good t- comparison. T- I like that. I might t- steal t- that.
2: T- Tim Tim Mann absolutely <laughs> called me that. He oh really? Said, he sent me a message and said, "You are the Al Long Al of the <laughs> British." British <laughs> <sir."> <laughs> and I was like, yeah. "I will be the Al Long all day." But go and cool. check out the movie. Big thanks to, to Ben and to to Joe and to uh and to James. And, of course, to Mr. Atkins for having me on and having me
3: involved. Thank you so much. That's great. Listen, you have a good rest of your day. Thank
2: Thank you. Cheers. Bye-bye now.
3: Lee Charles there. What a pleasure that was to chat to Lee, the Al Leong of British cinema. I do love that. All credit to Tim Mann for coming up with that. It's uh, spot on. Uh, Lee has loads of films coming up, and we are very excited to find out what those superhero movies are, of course, that he mentioned. So, And, of course, Expendables 4 that he's working on, and that's shaping up very nicely by the looks of things. It's got Stallone, Statham, Couture, and Dolph Lundgren are all back within that franchise, and they're being joined by Eco Uace and Tony Jarre in The Expendables 4, so it's a triple threat reunion, we're super excited about that movie and how that turns out, you can of course watch Lee in action in the movie One Shot, it stars Scott Adkins and it is released in cinemas and on demand in the USA this Friday the 5th of November, courtesy of Screen Media Film. Keep up to date with all the latest Lee Charles news by following Lee on Twitter at Lee A Charles. He is also on Instagram at Mr. LeeA Charles. And Lee is also on Facebook at Lee Charles Actor. That is just about it for today. A huge thank you to James Nunn and Lee Charles for taking the time to talk to me and a huge thank you also to emma beadler at falco inc for all of her help in supporting this episode and of course a huge thank you to you the loyal food follower who has listened to this episode all the way to the very end thank you so much your support is very much appreciated so traditionally this podcast comes out every two weeks Although it looks like the next one may be along even sooner than that. It's all because of tying into release dates and all of that sort of stuff. So, look, it looks like at this stage you'll be getting another new episode of the Kung Fu Movie Guide podcast in a week's time rather than two weeks' time. So, there you go. This podcast is a little bit like buses. You wait ages for a bus to arrive and then two come along at once. So,. Look, the best way to stay up to date with any new episodes is, of course, to subscribe to the show. You can also check out the latest information via our social media channels. Head over to kungfumovieguide.com for all of our contact details plus ways to donate to the podcast and the website. And you can also sign up to our newsletter. And don't forget, you can always contact me on the email the email address is hello at kungfumovieguide.com so that's it for today until next time have a good week stay safe stay well and go and watch one shot when it is released on friday and i will speak to you all again very soon on the kung fu movie guide podcast bye for now